Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Subtleties for Stupid People podcast. Kyle, take it away. My name is uh, Kyle, and uh, I'm your boy. Uh, I'm here with uh, uh, Olive. No, let's gear it up, guys. It is the hey. final episode of the first season of Subtleties for Stupid People. Let's go. We made it through the end. This is our 20th episode. 20 episodes. Holy macaroni. Holy shit. What happened? A lot. Are we a drunk now? We have been drinking a lot. We have Christian here with us. He's looking beautiful. Oh, shit. Give it up for Christian Lovritson. Hey. Glad to be back, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, and mama. we also, we also have everybody. Elvis at the house somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sugar. But yeah, I'm glad to be back. Hi, guys. <laughs> cool. cool. How are you doing, guys? Are you Good cool? You. Are you cool? Are you cool? Feeling pretty cool. I'm, feeling a, pretty I'm a bit cool. tired, but... Uh, You've been working all night. I, 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 I was... At a night shift, yeah. Mm. I have to go back to, like tonight again. <laughs> nine to five. It's, it's Something to look forward to, right? Yeah. yeah. Bunch of coffee. Well, <laughs> this is the twentieth episode. Like. If you already didn't know, we are celebrating kind of today, and we're yeah, doing yeah. a bit of a retrospective on the season. What did we learn? What uh, something else? Something else? Something else? Something else? Something. What is the what is the future of Salty for Stupid? What's going on with Out of Frame in general? And what are we maybe doing? Maybe we have basically? another show that we might pluck. By the end of another um, podcast update. show, maybe, but who knows? But before we do that, you guys know the usual. We need to return to the corner of Oliver. Take it away. Welcome back, everyone, to ASMR Corner with Oliver. <laughs> Christian, can you hold his right. mic? Yeah, <laughs> Christian, you're gonna hold my mic. Give me the mic, up, man. What are we drinking today? So, everyone, everyone, today we're drinking a keva, a a beautiful. You Beautiful. couldn't have been more Danish. Kava. 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 Yeah, if you, turn it, if you turn it around, you can read it. The front label. It's a product of Spain. It's um, oh, shit. It's in a weird calligraphy. Calligraphy. Font. It's from Barcelona. It's basically champagne, but better. Spanish champagne. So basically. Like I said. Better. So champagne on steroids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So champagne, champagne with, uh, with a bit of spice, sunny Ooh. drugs, you know. Just so this kidding. is just uh, kidding. okay. Never do so, so Oliver doesn't know the name of this drink. This is a uh, uh, cava. It is ready. ready. ASMR oh, oh, oh. cola. Oh, oh shit! Oh, damn. damn! It is a cava. It is from Nitsus Demi or Semisec. It's very, very. It's, it's somewhat dry. That was Danish. It's Wait, somewhat dry. <laughs> no, before. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes it just slips in. I don't want more. I'm celebrating. It is our 20th episode. It's the finale, the season finale, guys. Oh, watch out. I sp- I, it, I've spilled the drop. Oh, damn, you're shaky. Oh, boy. <laughs> the nervous. It's expensive. Fuck me. <laughs> this is the most chaotic ASMR oh. corner. I'm just like constantly moving the microphone, like constantly. <laughs> the Christian is still holding it, and we only—we are not—we are not even drinking you, half Christian. the bottle. Oh, take you. it, take it, take it. As always, let's do it, guys. This looks really good. All right, this everyone. Looks... Now we're delivering it to the beautiful people in the room, and this clean. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. Ready? Man, that is so good. It's a bit dry. It's very dry. It has a, it has some sweetness Fuck to it, yeah. but it's very dry. Mm. That's pretty good. I like, I like it. it. I like it. 
This is like it's definitely worthy of the 20th episode. This is like, you know, a perfect brunch drink. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would do drink that. Like I okay, if I got this j- for all you people uh, listening drinking with us, if you're gonna drink this, you probably want some like orange juice with you. Oh, you something. want yeah, you want to make like a mimosa? Oh yeah, <laughs> honestly. You know what? Making this a mimosa orange, with this wouldn't juice. be that bad. That would be great. I don't mm. think it would would be that bad. Not at all. Cheers again, guys. Just for the twentieth episode. The fifth. Oh, you're such a child. On God, on God. Hey yo. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, an entertaining spawn person doing weird things. No, the thing is, they can only hear it. They can only hear you like coughing. (laughs) They can only only hear you. Yeah, they can only hear you slowly. Like okay, (laughs) I was gurgling the champagne. Don't do that. Of course, I know that. It was a joke. You you, you know that now. Of course, I've done this before. I I think like the twelfth episode, I did the same thing, but with another drink. Callback. <laughs> oh boy. Well, speaking yeah, of yeah, callback, yeah. let's start from it's the very beginning. Let's do a, a just very quick retrospective. Through, a rundown through all the uh, all the episodes. Let's start with we episode one. We did the introduction and presentation. Very short, very basic episode. It was you, me, and Cern. Oliver, you, me, and Cern. But hey, we're smart people. It was good commentary. Let's be honest. We we kicked it off. We we tried to establish and we teased we what we are going to do things. today. What salty stupid people means. But we'll wait for that until just in a moment. Until gonna now, we're going to talk about episode two. Mm-hmm. Personal film for us. Well, we talked about a personal film. You can go listen yeah, we to did. the episode. But Christian. You didn't can you just get to. Very quickly, just run from some very, you know... They don't have to be the best film or your favorite film, but some personal films. Some films that mean a lot to you. Close to heart. Yeah, something that you can identify with. Hmm. Like uh, the Smurf movie. <laughs> Why, because, <I'm laughs> because, because you're very small and blue. Yes. Yeah. I wear a white hat. Yeah, the, and, you the vote re- <laughs> and you vote Republican. <laughs> because I collect berries and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the 200 centimeter tall guy is like, yeah, yeah, Smurf movie. But yeah, I mean, in a way, I would say that, uh, oh, bars, by the way, in a way, I would say. Bars. Straight up, a rap album coming soon, uh, debut album. <laughs> just saying, uh, just, just letting y'all know. <laughs> okay, so I would say probably, mm, we talked about this before we started recording this episode, actually. Yeah, Watch, Watchmen has a special place in my heart. The film? Oh, the film, of yeah. course. Of yeah. course, the film. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> um, he just t- loves watching men. Because of the- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good one. Oh, no. They're joking at my expense, guys. Help. <laughs> what, so, the, Remember, it's the all Sex jokes, Snyder. Guys. Yeah, the Sex flicks. Snyder. Because the thing yeah. is, I'm not usually a fan of Sex, sex Snyder. Uh, I had a, like, a friend over from Ireland. Uh, last year and we went to watch the Justice League director's cut I think that's oh. what is it? yeah they're like the, the almost like five hour long sex night yeah the four and a half hours yeah four and a half hours something Justice is great and I uh, mm, I um, liked it I fell asleep I could not oh, care really? less and I, I, I five I, hours bro in a way I don't it's really four and a half <laughs> so five hours <laughs> but, but in a way I, I started kind of disliking Snyder's things but then mm. I w- went to watch uh, Watchmen because of a meme Mm. Um, and and it just like kind of stuck with me. I think it, it's it's very unique. But why why is personal to you? Because what can I, you? I feel like the show, the, the Boys, right? Mm. It really just hit 
in a different way. And the boys, like sorry, Watchmen is basically like the boys just like 12 years before. Before. Before yeah, it yeah. was actually cool and meta, too. <laughs> which which I just kind of like because in in a way like the boys also has something to do with like the underdogs, mm-hmm. you know it's a real underdog story because the yeah. they're just like scum of the earth like bottom but of society, yeah, like yeah. just real real asses. <laughs> and I feel the same way for Watchmen. The the fact that they fell off and re rediscover their themselves. joy of yeah themselves as kind the heroes of, yeah. they were yeah is just phenomenal and I kind of feel like. It, it resonates with me because like when, when it's, it's yeah. it just hits you sometimes that when you've lost interest, you want to do something again. And True. It's, it's just like, it's do, like doing the same thing for the first time. Yeah. Which I, I just feel like I- So I, like rediscovering something rediscovering joyful something or something joyful true about yourself. About yourself, exactly. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I kind of cool. feel like it, it has like a good like theme of, of rediscovering. So True. if I may ask, what did you rediscover about yourself or discover about yourself his body <laughs> I just started about, like, I just about, started like grabbing about. my shoulders and knees and head shoulders knees and toes and uh, something <laughs> you something felt the bulge and you were like, like oh, you discovered and then you were like this is really cool I really like or love this or this I, thing I feel like still I, talking about his body <laughs> you're such I feel like it's a, a child <laughs> no not I don't know. I feel like it's it's the the general idea of rediscovering. It's not necessarily that I rediscovered something, but I feel like Watchmen has taught me to appreciate the small things when I rediscover them. Mm. S- small things like going for a bicycle ride, working out, things I haven't like necessarily done in a long time or ever mm. done. Like I, f- I feel like it, it it's like a it's enjoy the little things to quote like Zombieland, of course, mm. which no, is also true. like a good. A good film. <laughs> this is going to sound vulgar, but it's kind of like, you know, when you take the perfect shit and you do that again in like two months, you rediscover it. I don't think you rediscover your shit because it gets it <laughs> like flushed and you never see it again. No, no, the sensation like, oh, the perfect shit. No? Uh, I feel like you, you could apply that to everything. Like the perfect meal, the perfect... Yeah, yeah. Like, the perfect meal. The, yeah. Well, like, like cooking. It for reminds example. me of Ratatouille, the scene where he like the the, yeah. the cri- like the critic food critic eats the ratatouille. And it reminds yeah, yeah, yeah when he was a child, exactly. he, he, redis- he rediscovers a part of himself, and I feel like Watchmen does the kind, same. Kind, yeah, kind of makes the same. Like it's like a it's like the same thesis. It it states kind of exactly. Mm, cool. So I feel like it re- it really resonates with me because it has taught me to like appreciate small things that I don't necessarily appreciate. Like, Think not, often uh, about yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Just very, very quickly. What What is your favorite film? All time? Of all time. Right now. I know oh it'll boy. probably change within five hours, I'm sure. Five hours? Well, it changes, like, it can change for me, like, three times a day. It's not your sexuality, bro. It is. I actually feel like my... my, my, <laughs> my <laughs> right now. My, my, favorite, my favorite movie as of right now is probably Avatar, because I went in... Which one? The, the first one, because mm. I went... Really? Yeah, because Agreed. I went to rewatch it the day I went to the, the movies to see the second one. The second and one. I, I kind of feel like it's, it's like, so nostalgic, because I'm... I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a young guy here. Yeah, I'm yeah. really young, so I don't really get to experience like grand films mm. like that. You know, big, big often. Tr- yeah, yeah, exactly. So I feel like rewatching a film that I watched back did when I was like twelve. Did, or something. did, did you see it in the I cinemas? Uh, the first one? No, I didn't. You didn't? Did you, no. Oliver? No, I was the only one. Man, it was so cool. Well, you're because you're old, yeah. Yeah, you're old, dude. Really old. Okay, guys, let's jump just one episode ahead, uh, more ahead. 
to episode three about inspiration. Well, we already talked about inspiration for me and other. Like, That's right. We have some people, not only in film, but also just in real life, that inspire us. But Christian, can you just quickly, of course, mention someone or something that inspire you? I can say, for example, I actually really like the career of uh, Spielberg and George, and George Lucas. So just to name one, I've, we, we again, you can listen to the whole episode if you want to get into details. But Christian, what about you? Okay, so I'm a bit of a ARG guy. You know, like... Uh, I, 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 yeah, it's, freaking, I don't know if you, yeah. you know that much about like ARGs. Backrooms. No. Back basically, rooms. yeah. Basically, there. I don't know if you've seen Backrooms found footage on YouTube. It's so good. Yeah, Dude, that's, an, that's an ARG. It's, it's an ARG made well, by Kane Pixels. Okay, what does yeah. ARG so stand well. for? I think it's for... I think it's augmented, augmented reality, reality game. Game, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's game. Really, yeah. it is. Okay, I mean, I, I've actually made one before. I want, to, I want to make one. Which Dude, is, should what, we make we, one together? We should make one. We, we should make one. Yes, <laughs> guys, uh, watch out for the ARG cr- from Christian and all the the, the the out of frame, the back, the front rooms, <laughs> <laughs> the middle rooms. <laughs> so, like a very so, is there like a particular person that you the that, that is inspired, or a particular project that? It, that you were inspired from. I don't necessarily know if I'm saying his name right because I don't remember if it's Kisher or Kiss Kistler or none. Oh, uh, Kistler. Yeah, Kistler, the guy who made the... Uh, Mickey Kistler? No, <laughs> no unfortunately not. the no. boxer. <laughs> not the boxer. Um, he, he made a uh, ARG called um, uh, Mandela. Yeah, the, the Mandela, Mandela catalog. catalog. That's right. Yes, wow. and I admire the guy and I admire so Kane much. Pixels as well. So I would say basically the the... the Guys and people behind the bigger ARGs, mm-hmm. like uh, the Gemini Home Entertainment. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and of course, Mandela Catalog, uh, Walton Files, yeah, Smile Walton Tapes Files. as well is also like a very, very not... What's the one with the experiments and it's a bunch of cows and chickens and it's about... Oh, it's like the front of a meat business. I don't remember, but... You've seen it? I don't think so, but like the mo- monument mythos as well, like uh, the oh. ho- the fact that the government like hides monsters under like un- so under nat- like uh, national locations all over the U.S. is crazy, and mm-hmm. I, I I love the concept. I love the fact that you explore things like that. So that's just a huge inspiration that people can up- come up with that, and I want to like be able to do the same. So like that yeah. that idea of, of real time exploration, exactly, and the that's, fact that yeah. the, the fact that you use like the like movie. Ma- making methods, you know, magic. Yeah, ma- so like cinematic magic. techniques, cinematic techniques yeah. to give it a real feeling, mm-hmm. especially for analog uh, ARGs because they are they seem They're old great. and like found footage is will always have it's a, the best. Like, yeah, it will because always you have feel like, a, like the detective. It always has a spot in my heart. Move fil- like films like the Blair Witch Project and yeah. Grave Encounters, Cloverfield, the first Cloverfield, the yeah. first Cloverfield mm-hmm. is so one of the best films I've good. ever seen. Actually, that's all. That's also up there with one of my favorite films. Yeah, uh, the first Cloverfield, I remember, like I was like, mm, it's a fucking it's found really footage, insane. And then when I'm thinking of found footage, I'm thinking of what many other people probably also are thinking. You know, Paranormal Activity. <laughs> yeah, which also, isn't oh, yeah. that good in the end. It's a great idea, but I don't think it's that good. But Cloverfield, man, it's so good. Cloverfield is so well executed yeah, and so it works. It just works and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But uh, let's jump one more ahead to episode four about action films. So just Love very them. quickly, guys, what Bullet is your train. action film? So we actually talked about this just before we started recording. Mine is uh, Mac, Mad Max Fury Road. Of course, there are many others, but right now it's still probably the action film. Oliver has a new one. Yeah, big Bullet time. Bullet Train. 
I'm I'm Why? always gonna be a sucker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Indiana Bullet Jones. Train didn't exist when we recorded this. It episode. did not. No. Which do you remember which one it was? When I don't remember though. I'm pretty sure I said Indiana Jones. Raiders. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, the first one. Uh, ain't ain't problem. And, got no problem with that, bro. And <laughs> nice. And um, later, I came to the conclusion that when I saw Bullet Train, it was a whole new take on the genre. It is amazing. Mm. They put the story so well together, and it doesn't feel like a old punch and kick movie. No, now we follow them, and the punch and kick is just a part of it. It's something to help us keep retention. And yeah, even yeah. when they're fighting, they're exploring like the characters. The action and the is story. part of the storytelling. Exactly. I agree. It, so it's basically like a transition, but without cutting. Mm. It's perfect. The same thing, actually, you also could say for Raiders and, and Fury Road. Yeah, yeah, I think in the end it's just probably a matter of preference because it's, it's how you do it. Yeah, I think they, I think the execution is more or less, or the idea is the same. The execution action story is always of, different. Of storytelling, but yeah, I agree. But Christian, do you have any action films? I was. Do you like any action films? I'm. I'm gonna, do you even like action? I. Or do you just want to fight? Um, I. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I spotlight. No, <laughs> I. I couldn't. I actually couldn't agree more with Oliver. Um, mm-hmm. He went. He, he. He. I don't even know how many times you've like told me to watch. Fourteen. 15, 20 times. I don't maybe. even know. Maybe fifty. Dude, you should be in my shoes. <laughs> I'm tired of it. But yeah. But, but I respect it. No, because you've told me like every time we talk about action films, you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, I love Bullet Train," and I'm like. I agree. It. Yeah. It's so good. It really is. It's it's like, you know, there are action movie like moments of in in film history. We have, for example, Raiders, probably one of the first ones. James Bond. We have James Bond. We have, for example, in Skyfall. In we have in two thousand eight. We have the Dark Knight. Maybe Iron Man one, the but Mummy? definitely the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight was great. Um, I believe that in two thousand fifteen and in two thousand what 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 did Bullet Train come out? Twenty one. Twenty twenty twenty. One in twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty two. Yeah, uh, early twenty two. In fifteen, yeah. Fury Road came out, and in twenty two, Bullet Train came out. I should give a shout out to John Wick, but I don't think it is as monumental as these two. <laughs> but uh, but still, well, but, but um, yeah, but I think Bullet Train is probably the newest of like the you could say action movie like stamp on Bull- his, Bullet Train his is the climax of what the John Wick's film are because it's the same. You guys. haven't. You've only seen one. No, I've seen two. You told, okay, if you've lied to me then. No. I've only seen the first one of John Wick and I didn't really care. I was like, they killed his dog, assholes. Oh, yeah, that's what, like uh, the only thought I had throughout the entire film. Yeah, exactly. What? Then you want to see him kill dudes. Yeah, it's but, cool. But I, I just kind of... Eh. I felt with him. Oh, I, I, I would have killed it. even more if somebody touched oh, my I dog. I was so great. I, w- I would... I mean, I would have mm. been gruesome. But uh, Christian, your favorite action film... I would right say now. it's. Either, you agreed with Bullet Train. I agreed now? with Bullet Train because, like I said, you've you've Your asked brother. me to to see that film so many times, and I was. But you haven't seen it. I hadn't. Until oh, okay, I, I okay, watched okay. it. <laughs> I watched it like earlier last week, and I was like blown away. Right. And I'm so upset that I didn't go to the like the movies. Fucking Tangerine. To see it. Yeah. Ta- oh. Tangerine. Tangerine is the All fucking. All the characters are so <laughs> they're so well thought out. So well thought out. And it out. makes me so happy. And like like we talked about mm. as well. Like it has so many like generic tropes and stuff. It has. It, but it but it just works. It's so well put together. So well. to get together 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 together. 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 So true. So true. I just went cool, cool, for cool. a second. Shit. Well, uh, let's jump ahead to episode five. We had our first quiz, our first game. 
same game show. Yeah, I let Sean win. That's right. Yeah, well, Oliver just cheated his all way through, and he's denying that he lost. I didn't lose. I let him win. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can go listen to the episode, and you can um, hear it. We will have a we will have a slight development in uh, in in the future, but uh, we'll wait for that for now. Let's go on to. I'm actually planning episode, the next quiz. Episode Ooh. episode six, art. Why film? Why do we like film? Why don't we paint? Why don't we sculpture? Because that's a different art form. Yeah, but why do we choose film? Because it's more expressive in how we express ourselves. I would say it's each their own. I mean, some people prefer film, some people prefer paintings, other people mm. prefer prefer other stuff like such as music or exactly. theater or musicals. Exactly. So why do we, you, prefer Us. film? For example, in case of painting or whatever, it's personal. I, I, I really, I really can't. And, and art form is something that you, how you express yourself artistically, is something you connect with something. And some people connect that with, for example, art, drawing. Some people connect that with music. Some people connect that with sculpturing. But for you, but why, for me, why film? One hundred percent film, because it's always the thing that gets me emotional, lets my heart bleed, and gets me to be me. The real me. So that's why film is such a great media for me because ever since I was six, I could all, if somebody didn't understand me, I could cars. always say, it's kind of like this movie. It's so cars. This, watch this and you'll understand what it's I'm saying. Cars. It's cars. Yeah, I saw cars and it explained my whole the identity. Problem, the problem with that is it's the exact same story for me. I watched cars <laughs> and I was like, this is it. This yeah, right. Is the, this is the best thing ever. I want to fuck that car. <laughs> the the girl car, super Sally. Sweet. Sally. Yeah. Well, Sally was like childhood nice. crush. I don't what you call her? You call that a kilf, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's a cliff. But uh, oh. Christian, why do you prefer? I pr- I presume that you prefer film than let's say painting or whatever or cooking. I would actually also, say when it when it when it comes to art. to expressive art. I would actually say music is my all-time preference because I also love com- like the composition, the music, like the music in film. Mm. Uh, but I feel like film Bars. always has a. <laughs> I feel like film always has been within arm's reach of me. Um, my parents have like been in love with DVDs basically all my life, and like all the way back to when when we had like VHS. Mm. I watched Jurassic Park, oh. the first one. Yeah, on VHS yeah, yeah. and since then I was like oh boy this is good and then I went the from, good old days exactly I went from Jurassic Park to Harry Potter and then from Harry mm. Potter to a bunch of Disney and from there it just kind of like kicked off and yeah, it's been there yeah it snowballed and now with like streaming services and my actual now that I make like actually I make money <laughs> I can actually buy films <laughs> such as Bullet Train <laughs> fun fact you were saying it I just bought uh, I was on Facebook Marketplace and I found Young Indiana Jones series Okay. You want it after I'm done watching it? Sure thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get that. Yeah, mm, totally. it's, al- it's just always been like within the arm's reach. So, and I'm like, I'm not the type of guy to work for stuff. And I feel like mm. to, if if I were to go what, like look at art, I would have to like actually go out, out of my way to do so. Yeah. Going to the movies is also going out of my way to do so, but it's going out of my way to do so in a way that matters to me because film mm. You don't go to it naturally. Then exactly. it would be forcing and like yeah, so yeah it is an choosing. active choice. Exactly, and mm. so is art. But yeah, yeah, it's just I feel like art. Art is more slow, and I have like I the, do. I, I have the say, attention span of like a five year old. 
for other. I will points. say I I'm, I cannot speak for the other two guys, but for for me, of course, all art is not is of course relevant. I often do still go to see to art museums and watch sculptures, mostly paintings. I really I'm big. When was the last time you did that? Go go to a museum yeah. to watch a painting. Yeah, two weeks ago. Really? Mm. Real? Mm. Where I'll, did you go? I went to uh, Aros. Oh, in Aarhus. Oh, so yeah, really cool. Uh, I will say that most art that I see, I'm very, I'm very critical of it. So, mm. like with everything else, like with everything else. But, uh, <laughs> but of course, we appreciate it. Of course, you know, there's still a thing called live theater, which we will get to in a few episodes as well. That we have yeah. a lot of experience. Live theater in. can well, really lot, do something for media. Mm, I but, saw Singing uh, in the Rain, the musical. Fuck! It's I. I'm gonna. It might be as good as the movie. Honestly. We'll Can get to that in a few episodes. But first, we have episode seven. ARGs. And no, directors. So, just very quickly, just and very... Sh- no, just very quickly. What is your favorite director, Oliver? Well, I'm gonna have to go with Scorsese. Right now? Yeah. I think I said Spielberg last time, and I still love that guy with all my heart, but... I gotta say, when I come, I've noticed. You've seen it. the Aviator since then. <laughs> <laughs> also, that yes, I know that. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I I find myself using him every time I want to reference something I liked in a movie. Mm. So I was like, mm, I might have to admit he, even though Indiana Jones is like my go-to. Anytime I have to go around Indiana Jones, I say Scorsese stuff. Mm. So um, gotta choose him, Christian. I would go with my boy Edgar. Oh yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Edgar Wright? Yeah. Yeah. He's just like his way of And he's like, so young still. He's I, I yeah. He's not I that went old. I went to Google him like the other day. I was like, what what films has he actually made? Now to think about it because he hasn't made that many actually. No, but the the, the things that he ha- have made are so good. Mm. It's there's not really one great. miss. Exactly. Maybe maybe last night in Soho, but that was still pretty fucking. No, that was a good one. But that was still pretty fucking good. He has set the bar pretty high so he can't like he can like raise the bar or raise the bar he wouldn't like he can't pass the bar he can like keep overdoing himself mm. time after time but like he the thing the stuff he's made is so solid it's it, so it, solid. It's solid and it works Incredibly. and yeah he, he's, he has a lot of talent I think I feel like he true he knows what he's doing and I, I can I think we need more of that <laughs> true. In, the, in the film industry his visual comedy is uncomparable I like visual comedy <laughs> For a long time, it was actually, you know, I always end up back with uh, my boy Spielberg. I always end up back with with, with that boy. Um, I think right now, a guy who I'm always going to watch for the next few years, probably Damien Chazelle. Hmm. Not only with Babylon, but also especially with La La Land and then First Man and especially Whiplash. I mean... That's good. I mean, boy... Boy, boy is pretty good. I also um, kind of want to say James Gunn has my attention right now. Yes, I'm very excited yeah. for what he's doing with DC. I hope he doesn't fuck it up. Have you Have you heard it? He's releasing movies, a Batman and Robin movie, a yeah, he's, Superman yeah, he, movie. He, he, what was it? it was like wait, wait. 10, 11 films 11 announced films. within the next eight years or something. He, he announced Swamp true. Thing. Yeah, wait, that was. Is one thing, is that DC or is that Monster that's, Universe that's, from Warner I, Brothers from like 80, 90 years ago? DC. I'm pretty sure it's DC, yeah. yeah is right? it? Yeah. Because in my mind, there's a film called The Swamp Thing back when the Monster Universe from the golden age of Hollywood in the 20s and 30s. 
there's dude, there's a thing Everybody's called the Swamp Thing. Out. I need to Google. I need to Google. Yeah, thing. Because now, now that we're thinking about now, now in that my we're mind. mentioning Spawn, uh, Swamp Thing, I'm thinking about Spawn. Oh, which is a film uh, that I yeah, have yeah, not. Yeah. I've, Here, I've watched it. I've seen it once. Yeah, they have like the yeah the DC. No. That's the DC. That's the show. Yeah. Cool. So DC. So like a like a rotten Hulk. Basically, yeah. Tree Hulk. Tree Hulk. He's a little swamp man. (laughs) (laughs) Swamp dude. Cool. Swamp dude. Um, (laughs) Let's uh, let's quickly move on to episode eight: acting and actors. Let's very quickly just name just a few, two, three, four of our favorite actors. Christian, let's you start. Why okay, not? so do I do I go with all of them, or do I say one and then Oliver goes, and then we kind of switch mm. it around? You know, you know. Let's because go I, one. Let's go one. I was just about to say I need some time to think, but like for for starters, I'll probably say Michael Sarah. Oh, because I think he's just such yeah. a really he's just such a funny little dude. <laughs> <laughs> like he in in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, he's he's just like he, he performs so well. And he, I feel like he encapsulates what Scott is so well because like, it's so awkward. It's He's so, so awkward. That's it makes good. me so happy. It just puts a smile on my face every time. And also in, I think this is the end. Yeah. I don't remember who made that. I think it was... Was it Seth Rogen? He I think it was Seth Rogen. He directed He directed it. and starred in it, yeah. Yeah. Where Michael Sarah just played him, plays himself and he's like coked up <laughs> throughout the entire <laughs> film <laughs> makes me so he's just like the biggest douchebag in that film. It, makes, cool. it, it just makes me so happy. He 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 puts a smile on my face. I think that's why he, he won the first one. I get a I gotta get props to my girl Anna Kendrick. Fuck, she does mm. an incredible job every time I see her perform. Mm. She always any particular me. films or performance you you're thinking of. I mean, you fucking name it, Pitch Perfect. She made that trilogy. Mm. Holy moly! Mm. Or if, um, I know not everybody loves it, but Mr. Wright, she really got me hooked on that one. Mr. Wright, yes, yeah. I think it's a very she did appreciated well. film. So it's, well, yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, she mm. was great in that. Holy, I uh, I'm a bit older. <laughs> we know <laughs> he's gonna say Fuck fucking you. Sean Connery. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say Meryl Streep. I think he's really That's cool. Solid. I think I think she. You're so old. I think there are many times that she have given a bad performance. I think there are way, way more times that she's given like an Oscar-worthy, like legendary performance. She is a legend. She always takes the role seriously, even, for example, like in Mamma Mia. Like, it's a ridiculous film. I have a love-hate relationship with that. I love it, and I I think it's stupid. I really think it's a stupid film, but I really love it, and I, I, I still watch it like almost every other year. And and I think she delivers that like she knows what she's in. I think she's very good. Hmm. Christian, oh boy, uh, looking at your wallpaper on the phone, I would say Robert Downey. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just reminds me. Ah, you fucker! You're All, gonna take my yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's because like Iron Man came out in what nine? Two thousand nine. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Iron Man one. Oh boy, yeah. Or yeah, Iron Man. And like I feel like Tony Stark. As a character, has always been funny, like yeah. his, his dynamic with the other Snarky. characters. Yeah, exactly. He's like great. arrogant, but in not in the like a. And in the Sherlock Holmes movies, fuck, he he's so entertaining to watch. Mm. Yeah, so I feel like he's also one of the actors I grew up grew up with. Same, as well as like a, I don't remember if it's Daniel or David, but yeah, Rad- yeah. Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yeah, he's also great. Just I to th- mention Harry Potter. Yeah, the Her- Daniel. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Right? Yeah. yeah, Harry Potter. 
because like also watching you know you can you can have Robert you you have more to say about him. <laughs> I, I'm actually gonna go with with Radcliffe because I've I recently uh, watched uh, Guns Akimbo. Oh, Ooh, it's and a funky it makes ass me, movie. Man. It is, and it makes me it's so, so happy. Weird. It makes me so happy to see that he went from Harry Potter like this sophisticated yeah to do this to like a handsome to like a handsome young man which he mm. want like he, he mm. still is yeah, yeah, yeah to to his look in Guns Akimbo where he just looks like a sleep deprived drug addict that trolls <laughs> online which he. I, Kind of feel like he yeah. is. Yeah, he's actually a pretty good actor. He's, he's great. Really, 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 really good. Solid. Yeah, he was in the new, um, oh, the new movie with um, the Lost City. Yeah, was he? Yeah, was he? He was in that. He was the villain. I think he did great on that role. Oh yeah, the it. one with uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. And, um, yeah. And uh, oh, the the great female actor. She's so great. What's her name? Uh, yeah, that. Let's not embarrass ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, I, w- I would. I was gonna say Robert Downey Jr. I'm a huge Iron Man stan. Like also, way too much. I also love. He's inspired <laughs> my life. I also <laughs> love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Sherlock Holmes. So he just nails the coffin for me. Like he hits me hard every time. But um, we should I, do an episode on Robert Downey Jr. We should just so for bad. Oliver's sake. We should, I'm just gonna solo that. We'll thing. do that. Uh, never speak. Okay, we might we might make an announcement at the end of the episode. But uh, and, um, Oliver, your favorite, uh, your second, or you know, another favorite actor. Another actor I really love is Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's just, he has like that that photo of him with like the red eyes, and he looks. Have you guys have you guys seen the whale? <laughs> he, he, no, not oh yet. Oh my lord! But it, 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 you know, dude, it would cement supplant cement I, cement. Wait, the whale. Even, I, I feel like I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's his, his newest film. Comeback. Like, dude, just being fat and having a str- uh, a bad sad relationship with Sadie Sink from uh, Stranger Things it's so good it's, it's really really good i just think he hasn't gotten enough credit my man went up against the golden globe guys and his ki- career and life was basically ruined it's such a tragic story because he was the great actor in the 90s mm. So I gotta give him props. Like the Mummy, he will always have a place in my heart with that movie. Tarzan, he did great in. Was he in Tarzan? Yeah, he was. Really? And he's cool. gonna do uh, Killers of the Flower yeah, that's Moon right. he was with in the Daniel live, Craig. He was, he was in the live action one, right? He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know that. I remember. Yeah, but yeah, also like the early two thousands. He's always been also yeah. been in a lot. He was in so much. He was in Looney Tunes and Crash, and he did so much for us. I, I really like. God damn. That man really deserved more than he got. He got fucked by the movie industry. So I'm glad to see him back. So I got to give my man props. Uh, that's all I want to say. Thank you for giving us great acting in the 90s, by the way. I am... Um, just very quickly. I don't know. Probably Bob De Niro. Mm. Solid dude. Yeah, I like him. He's, <laughs> he's great. <laughs> I mean... I don't really recall. What, what has he been in? What, what? Ooh, a lot. A lot. Yeah, Raging Bull, The Godfather. Oh, yeah. He was great in The Godfather. Casino. That's true. that's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. He was, he was in, in Casino. Casino. Actually, he's recently he was in. He was in a very stupid comedy with Ben Stiller called Meet the Parents and then Meet the Fuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet the Fuckers. Oh, my Lord. Oh, it's so, so stupid. Weird. It's so stupid. I didn't like Meet the Fuckers. I like Meet the Parents, though. I think it's so great. It's so stupid. It's a very stupid Saturday afternoon film. I mean, it's kind of Adam Sandler comedy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get on to episode nine, video games part one. <laughs> Bro, Quantum Break, Arkham Knight series. Hella dope. Favorite video games, just very quickly, and why? 
Christian. Is, so the game I've spent most time on is Counter Strike because I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> We just have a chat in the room. Just letting y'all know. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I will say that my choice of game, which I will come back to when it's my turn, is mostly story and cinematic based. But why? Because Counter Strike is not very, if I may say so, very cinematic. It's not. Why do you? Why Counter Strike? Because I was like fourteen. Yeah. Maybe not even. I was younger. I was like twelve. But, yeah, but now, but now, right oh, now, now I despise Counter Strike. Um, my my favorite. <laughs> Every game a grown grown up game I hate it now. I feel like uh, all the tell. Can I? Can, okay, I'm gonna just gonna encapsulate all of them. All the Telltale games. Bring it, brother. Tales from Borderlands, Wolf Among Us, oh, uh, yeah. The Walking Dead games, seasons one to Batman. What, four. Batman as well. It was great. Like they, I, it makes me so upset because I do believe they they don't exist anymore. Telltale, yeah. they they some some they shit went down and they. And, yeah. Mm. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel so, like so Telltale games. In the first game that made me cry was the the first season of The Walking Dead in the ending. Well, I can blame you for that. Yeah, and I would the, the, the Lee is, right Lee exactly. Mm, oh I was too young to understand back then, but somehow how I old were you? If I, was, I ask, I was like maybe. 13 and the thing is back when I was 13 I wasn't really that good at English at all I didn't really understand what was going on I was like oh uh, let me uh, play this video game because it has zombies and that's pretty cool Mm. and I played the game but I didn't really care for the dialogue the the dialogue and then revisiting the game years later was just like one of the best experiences ever Mm. and the fact that it made me cry back then is just so surprising because it also made me cry today Mm. even though I know what (laughs) happens it's just it hurt it hurts understandable (laughs) Oliver your favorite game? I, I have a few. I can't decide. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, please so, name them. Quantum Break and Control. These two movies made by the same company. Movies? Movie, films, in video games, kind visual, of. Visual storytelling. Visual storytelling, yeah. Games. Okay. Love how they integrated that. That's I think it's quite cinematic. But gameplay-wise, I'm going to say the Arkham series. I've played all three, Origins and City. But isn't it? Aren't there four? There's four. Is there four? I'm pretty sure it's four. Okay, I've only played three. And I fucking loved them. Holy <laughs> shit! I've ne- I cried f- for all of them. I was like, "No, Dick, don't die, Batman. Where are you?" Really, like I felt it so deep within. Um, and not only that, Assassin's Creed Unity. I know it's unpopular opinion, but Unity really fucking amazed me. That's the first game that introduced co-op, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, it, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's, it's, I think. I think. I think like bigger co-op. Yeah, but I remember the cinematic. Trailer. You have played, yeah. yeah. But like, I think it was Lord, Lord Cobb. Yeah, the, everybody uh, wants to uh, rule the world. Exactly, it's very, very cool. So touching. It's it very touching. Me. It's, oh, but why? Why Unity? Like for the gameplay or for the whole experience or? Like I was totally sucked into the story. Mm? I, the I French th- Revolution. The fr- yeah, 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 exactly. I the French Revolution, and I think I have like 150 hours. I really felt when crawling across buildings and such, having to eliminate political characters. I was like, fuck. And like, you could always see an impact whenever you did something. I really loved that in the game. So I felt like I really had the control over everything. Kind of like in Dying Light. I also really love those games. Yeah. I know it's zombie parkour, but when you kill like a, a cult leader or... Yeah, that's you that's only the second or, one, right? Uh, you, mm, there's also slider effects in like, the first. Is there? Because I feel like the only thing that really was affected in the first one is whether you choose to follow the mother in the end of the following spoilers yeah. by the way mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but at the same time no because the following is like almost like a DLC. six six seven years old now yeah, yeah but i feel like the the f- base game doesn't really have any alternate endings 
No, but it was good, like making you feel that you did an impact. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, yeah the progression. Yeah, it really shows. It shows so much, and I love that. Gotta be honest. And also, uh, of course, Terraria and Minecraft. And again, I was also 14. Sandbox, <laughs> sandbox games rule. It's so Just much in general. Oh my boy. Oh my. I mean, boy. if I could marry a sandbox game, Terraria, big time. <laughs> Sorry, Gmod. What about you, Kayo? Well. Again, I think I have a good list of. Uh, you have a list? I have a list. I think. Damn. I think right now, if I can make a top five, top six ish, I would name from for the number one. I'm so sorry, but I I'm st- I stand by it. Uh, the last was part two, probably God of War 2018 as the second one. Probably mm. the Last of Us. No, I'm gonna say the third one is RDR2, Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the mm, the fourth one might be the last of us, uh, one or part one, whatever you may might call it. Or oh, Fallout. And uh, yeah, actually, the Fallout New Vegas yeah. is the fifth, yes. and I think the sixth. Don't know. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's probably my top top five, like straight away. I've never really been a fan of Bethesda though, but New Vegas is like the only Bethesda game, and also Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, the only games that really kind of stuck with me are Vegas, New Vegas, and Elder Scrolls Online. Understand. Like Skyrim, nah. Fallout Four, nah. Mm. Fallout seventy six, definitely no. <laughs> oh, God, no! What a train wreck. <laughs> so true. I really like story in games. Goddamn. I gotta go home and play some. Until Dawn was revolutionary, though. <gasps> so true. So true. There is there is a thing which I think my, me and Oliver talked about once. Uh, not recorded, but um, there's a thing. It's a, it's a stereotype, but you would say that most video games are played by males, which I don't think is wrong. Of course, you know, more and more females are playing now. Definitely. I, th- I thought it was like 40, 60... I think it's more like a I think, 30, 70 maybe. maybe I think it's 30, 70-ish. Maybe even 80, But 20. I think more and more females, girls, women are playing video games now. But of course, you know, that wasn't the case 20, 30 years ago. I don't I don't think so, at least. Um, which is the thing that now if you watch, of course, you, you can, if you watch, let's say, The Last of Us, if, you, if you've seen The Witcher. Okay, fifty five percent males and forty five percent females. But it well, but when 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 was this? Twenty twenty one. Okay, yeah. So in the, in the U.S. So this is very very new still in the U.S. Be, I think it's because of Valorant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so I think a lot of males are writing more and more relevant dad or parent stories. For example, I you know we've seen of course you oh, know yeah, we talked the about God, God of War for example is a very the last was especially because the every <laughs> every every man in our generation has that issue. Then I don't think that I think they I think they <laughs> just I think very bold statement. <laughs> I think they just have kids now, which is why they want to make stories about kids. My and kids again, are going to have making, issues. Like making a film, like you make a film of what you know. So daddy um, issues. So well, maybe also that you could you could say there are many, plenty of daddy issues in God of War 2018 and The Last of Us and Wish You Free and so on. I mean, oh in, yeah, in The Last of Us it would be daughter issues though, right? Hey. Yeah, but doesn't she have daddy issues also? I don't remember what. Do, wait, do we even know anything about her parents? Ellie's parents? Yeah, but yeah, but he's her surrogate father. 
ish. So a bit. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Let's uh, quickly move on to episode 10, musical theater. Just very quickly, we, we have experience. We like musicals. We've all done them. I'm semi-retired for now. I might return, but Christian... You're I thought you were going to say something else that sounds a lot like retired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old, you I'm kind of retired. But yeah, I'm still playing. Like uh, in, in Denmark, we, we have um, had, unfortunately, mm. he passed away a couple of years ago, uh, Kim Larsen, who made a bunch of like Danish bangers yeah. back in like, yeah, like 70s, 80s, Folk 90s. hero almost. Bas- yeah. yeah, he actually is. Or Elvis. Like folk hero. Our Elvis. You, you know in what? Way, I think you could make the argument for that. Actually, as close as it, as you, it gets. In I don't think it, that's not completely wrong. Not at all. Your but, point was, sorry. Yeah, so he basically made a film back in the 90s, I'm pretty sure, mm. called Midamnetten, basically in the middle of the night. It's about a bunch of homeless people like squatting in houses, and then the, there's a whole like political mess of them having to move out and be relocated and mm. like thrown away from the homes that they inhabit. Um, and it's a musical, and it's been written into a more musical e um, s- setting, I guess. Mm. Um, and I'm currently playing in that in actually the same place as Oliver and Kyle used to play in. That's yeah. actually where, how we got to know each other. Shout I, out I, to Hilmstel. Hilmstel. <laughs> I'm also actually going to help. I'm going to be the uh, what do you call the stage coach? Stage. stage? So it's official. Stage leader. You're going to be there. You didn't, oh, you didn't know? No, I, I really. I asked you like a couple of mu- months back, maybe. And yeah, you're like, like I this don't, is, I okay, okay. I was, I was asked like a month ago, um, and I was like, yeah, why not? Dude, that's so good. I hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'm we won't. Right. Hopefully we won't drop a table again. Do you remember that? Oh my back, lord! Back when we played Footloose, uh, Kai was there backstage as well, trying to help. And yeah, as that we, was bad. yeah, we had to carry me, me and a guy called Jacob has had to carry out a table, and uh, it basically fell onto like a little sharp like corner and the it was like fabric in so front it broke. and it broke and I was I went to Kai and I sprinted like backstage with like my mic port on and everything I was like Kai Kai I need your help the table it's 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 shattered it's broken I need your help find some tape and you're like okay and you're just like calm <laughs> I was so panicked because I was like shit this need I mean I don't oh I remember yeah you guys running around that was when uh, me what did you do that was when I, don't I was getting this. oiled up you, you found some tape and then we like sealed it up from behind the like Nice work. Yeah, we did we that. Did it. Did it. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, musical theater, we, we, we like it. I think musical theater is a big part of, you know, the film industry, especially, you know, when talkies, a lot of musicals came out in the 50s and 60s. We love, love Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, of course. Tell everybody. Mm. They're, but, also, uh, they're also like remaking, like, or not remaking, they're making films and musicals about, like, Famous artists like we yeah. have uh, we have Bohemian Rhapsody with Queen, Broadway we have Man. yeah, Rocket but that, I, yeah. Again, I want to make a quick argument. I, I really really liked Bohemian Rhapsody. I think it was a good film. I really loved Rocket Man because that was a musical. Yes, the Bohemian Rhapsody Bohemian Rhapsody was a more like a biographical film with music video moments. I could not agree more. That's actually the argument that I make every time I talk about which film is better because back when when the films came out, I was with my uh, former girlfriend um, and we went in to watch Bohemian Rhapsody in the mo- in like the cinema, but we never got to watch Rocket Man. So when we finally got to watch Rocket Man, I thought it was way better because uh, they had a vocal coach and they had Elton John in 
on it as well with Taron Egerton. Mm. And Taron mm. Egerton is so, he's has so he's much. So he's pretty good. He's really good. Yeah, he was in Sing performing Elton John, and now he's Elton John. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit like Sergeant with Stupid People. But yeah, like I feel like it also because. Rocket Man has so much more potential to be rewritten into a proper musical yeah. with like yeah. the songs and it also has. Like, I, I could see Rocket Man on stage. Definitely. I cannot see Bohemian Rhapsody on stage because that's all. just another biographical again, film as as well. Like, and then again, the we, have, we already have hey, the Aviator, and we already have the Dirt, <laughs> the Dirt, exactly. Mm. And also, we already have We Will Rock You, which is like a Queen. Still, musical. it's very I feel weird. Like <laughs> it's weird. But it's it, a weird. Musical. I feel like uh, if you want, if you want to watch a film, sorry, a musical. Well, I, I think it's it's called a jukebox music, yeah, right? Exactly. Where it's yeah. like yeah. you take existing songs, exactly, or like them. from from exist, existing bands. Like I, I remember when I was in Berlin, I watched a uh, musical called Das Band, uh, the band, wow. uh, which was das a juke- band. original. Das band. It's so it sounds so angry. Das Band, Das Band, <laughs> almost like uh, like Rammstein. We come for you in the <laughs> middle of the night. But yeah, basically, it was a jukebox musical with take that songs, mm-hmm. yeah. and I feel like. If you want to go to a musical to listen to songs, you can always go to see We Will Rock You. You don't need a Bohemian Rhapsody you musical. Don't. You really don't. But like, I feel like I feel like Rocket Man encapsulates a really good scene and setting for yeah. musicals. Also, the pacing. And I think it's well. yeah, really. Cool. I think I want to dance with somebody with Whitney Houston. Did the same thing. I saw I that recently. I have not seen it I either. Guys, I've heard good things. Though. You're missing out. Holy moly! It's so good. It's like uh, it's on the Elvis level. Yeah, but you haven't even watched like the Seventh and Rocket Seal. Man. What? What? Let's <laughs> Seven, let's Seventeen. Seventh Seal. What's that? It's a very old Swedish film. But uh, why should I watch that? Because it's great and it's well, part of. This film is the history. first time you're mentioning it. Oh, my name is Oliver. I've been to film school. I have <laughs> been to film school. Yeah, he doesn't know what the Seventh Seal is. <laughs> Episode 11, favorite musical, just very quickly. I think you don't know what goes on in film school, Kyle. <laughs> I, I would hope you would be taught, like, history, film we, history. We have, but and never the Seven Seal. Whatever. <laughs> favorite movie movie musical. Quick, very quick. Oliver. Singing in the Rain. Ain't got no problem with that. Uh, Rocket Man. How appropriate! <laughs> I know it's, it's like right, right, right on track. Talking, How appropriate. talking about that. Um, I think it might be La La Land, maybe. Really? It might be. What's your favorite okay, musical? Just straight up. Let's say on stage. Newsies, without hesitation. I watched Hamilton and I was like, "That's pretty good." And then I watched Newsies and I was like, "This, this is way better." Minus Hamilton. I'm so sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Hamilton. Don't, don't get me wrong. Hamilton is good. It's mm. really good. Mm. But I, I Not feel like good. Newsies has like better songs, in yeah. my opinion. Oliver? Favorite musical? I haven't thought about this in a while. If you say like Legally Blonde, I would no. be disappointed. No, no, I would no, no, be no, disappointed. No, no, no. It's not bad. You know what? I'm going to say Back to the Future, the musical. Really? And everybody who thinks that. What about the girls? The I girls? don't know. They just show up whenever they I show start up singing. every time I start singing. <laughs> I'm the future boy. Wait, does it have the power of love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. I and they've reworked it. I need to love. see that. That's oh my god. They reworked it so well, so they have dance breaks. Let's move on to episode twelve, fantasy films. That was me and Christian, the debut That's of true. Christian Lovritsen. The introduction. How, how how do you pronounce Lovritsen. your last name? Lovritsen in Danish. Lovritsen. Okay, okay. Lovritsen. In Danish, in Danish, Lovritsen. In English, Lovritsen. <laughs> but the no, it's, it's, it's Lovritsen. Okay, and in German. 
Lavritsen. <laughs> das band. <laughs> fantasy, uh, fantasy movies. What defines a fantasy film? Well, we don't fucking know. Is it like your imagination? Whatever. It's when you uh, implement fantasy. No. What is fantasy? Can you can you na- make an example of what is a fantasy tool? What is a tool I can use in uh, writing or creating a fantasy? When plot? you're creating a fantasy, you just have to distance reality. You have to create your own world with your own set of rules. Kind of like uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender is a great example of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's generally fantasy because you have a functioning world, you have a real world, but in the meantime, you still have a world thought out that's comple- complementary to our real world, but it's not within our real world. That's why people love J.K. Rowling and her like essence of magic, because it's magic with rules, it's magic with sets, ideas and concepts, kind of like we have physics, we have math, uh, we have uh, nature building. All of these things we learn in school, the same thing they do in that other world, just with magic. It's fantasy. It's different from our world, but you can compare the two. Mm. Anyone who's listening who wants to try to write fantasy or what quote-unquote magic systems, do what he's just said. Yeah. It's textbook. Le- learn, Have, learn from these. Be two. creative, but again, be disciplined. Have rules and do not break the rules. If you break the rules, if you, you, break you your end own up rules, like Game of Thrones. If you break your own rules, yeah, you've broken your own reality. Yeah. So that's just don't do that. Speaking of fantasy, probably the best fantasy maybe of I've all had a time. lot of fantasies about Christian. <laughs> Same. Oh, <laughs> like about about yourself. I fantasize about myself on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> Episode thirteen. <laughs> Argument. What is the best Lord of the Rings film? Let's just talk about Lord of the Rings. The, the one impact. with the wizard. You the one are where, so stupid. The one where no, Gandalf not. says, you. you're stinky poopy. And then, <laughs> and then Saruman dies. <laughs> then he's like, no. <laughs> Guys, just very quickly. Yes or no? Or, uh, well, yeah. Do you prefer um, the games. The Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? Oliver. Shadow of War. The Lord of the Rings <laughs> or The Hobbit, you dickhead. It's the best fucking game ever. No. Uh, well, Didn't, you say, yeah, <laughs> Didn't you just say... Yeah, it is. Didn't you just say, what was it, Quantum? Uh, yeah, I was thinking after we talked about it and I was like, fuck, I've played like a thousand hours of Shadow of Shadow, War. Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War? War. Isn't it in Shadow of Mordor you have to like kill like yeah. captains or something? And then yeah, it's re- the same with Shadow of War. But, but both systems, but it's a bit oh. expanded in Shadow of War. Yeah. Damn, and right. I, would, I would love to see something like that in GTA. Oh yeah, I would. I would. Oh man! If it had like yeah, actually, if DG, if GTA had a more dynamic world in like the fifth installment, where you could like slowly but surely get yeah, more work your way up with the mafia or exactly whatever or something, and like. But aren't they? I'm pretty sure they. But uh, Oliver, um, do you prefer the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit? I I don't Love see why that is a difficult question. <laughs> I didn't say it was uh, Lord of the Rings. Answer. And just very quickly, why? Well, it's because there's more meat to the bone when it comes to Lord of the Rings. I think The Hobbit really goes into more of, if you're a fan of the fan, like if you're in the fan base, you get The Hobbit. If you're not in the fan base and just enjoy the concept that was written so long ago by an, an amazing person with an amazing mind, I can't mm. remember his name right uh, now. Tolkien. Tolkien, Tolkien yeah. 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 Tolkien. Uh, by the way, the Tolkien movie is great. Um, but yeah, Lord of the Rings is really where you can see him shine. And The Hobbit is for all those who loved the world he built and want to continue that. Mm. But I gotta say, as a like a casual fan of the series and the brand and everything, I gotta go with Lord of the Rings. Christian? I couldn't agree more. I feel the same way about like Fantastic Beasts. 
Mm-hmm. It's compared to Harry Potter. You watch Harry Potter and then if you're into the universe, you can watch the Fantastic Beasts and have a really, really good experience. I feel the same way about The Hobbit. I haven't personally watched The Hobbit. I still haven't <laughs> since we recorded. <laughs> uh, but but yeah but yeah I feel like you if you want to if you want more of the universe you go watch Fantastic Beasts or you go watch The Hobbit. It's, if you, if not then it's it shouldn't necessarily be an issue like yeah. the Lord of the Rings just it's just full it feels complete. There's a reason why you win eleven Oscars. You don't, you, you don't do that if your movie sucks. You, no, you, you, you just yeah, you just suck. you don't sweep the Oscars in like. Although eighty four frames per second, bold choice, my man. Yeah, but that's the Hobbit. Still, it that was bold. Th- yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it was weird. But yeah, we're used to uh, twenty four frames and twenty five. What 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 frames are we watching with like our eyes? Is that like seventy? Way more sixty. I think it's over because like the, it's the eyes can definitely see like let's, 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 com- let's compare hertz. If you go sixty hertz compared to a hundred forty four, even all, all the way up to like what is it now two hundred and something two hundred sixty hertz. It's like you, 60 you, frames we can see. Wait, for real? Yeah. That's weird. To 60. Yeah, we see like the ice is like 60 frames. That's so weird because I feel like I can t- totally see a difference. And the Hobbit, that was like 48 frames a second. You can see, experts say you can see at a rate of 30 to 60 frames per second. Mm. So some people, that's probably why they did the 48 because some people probably can't see 50, but some may be able to see I think 55. I think 38, 38 was like, okay, it's pretty. I think 48. it's weird. Yeah, forty-eight. Yeah, sorry. I think it's, it's pretty, but it's weird because I, it's I, I, double I was, of what I'm wearing. But it was to. more like I was thinking about that more than like it's pretty makeup, it's pretty story, it's pretty acting. It took me out of it. Sadly, so it's just for me. Yeah, but then again, if it's distracting, then I don't see the purpose of it, which puts it up for discussion. Mm. I guess it makes it. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, but I see your point. But um, yeah. yeah but again, we love the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. They they deserve to exist, at least. Definitely. Definitely. Let's move on to episode 14. Argument, the best Harry Potter film. Just very quickly, what second. is the best Harry Potter film? Number two. The, uh, what's it? Uh, the secret, uh, the Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Because you have a Chamber of Secrets? No, two things. Two words, actually. Big snake. Done. But then again, <laughs> in the fourth one, oh my Lord. Crazy Dragon. Oh! The Goblin of Fire? Yeah. I'm gonna uh, okay. Let's just say uh, let's land in the middle and say Prisoner of Azkaban for me. <laughs> I I think what, we 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 recorded that one right. We we yeah, you we and did. me yeah. I, re- I remember that. I think I said the third one as well, and I st- I kind of still thick st- stick I, I thick with it. <laughs> I stick thick. with I kind of still stick with the third one because I feel the pacing is longer and it feels like you get mm. more mm. film. I think I my favorite mm. film is probably the last one or the or the second to last one. But I think the best film, the best made, is the third one. Mm. I I really like. I, it's just so well directed. It has like such its own style. I feel like it. it also. I it, just really. It's like, also unique that it doesn't have that much to do with Voldemort. Yeah, because I, I think it's like the only one, right? Because in the first one, it's about like he, Voldemort is on the back of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Professor Quirrell's head. Yeah, Quirrell's the head. second is like segment. him coming back from the from in in the memory. Yeah, and then the third one is kind of there and has like its own little thing going. Yeah, on. but he has an influence. Mm-hmm. He has like his right hand man. Um, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the yeah. mouse man, the mouse, mouse, the mouse mm. dude. Yeah, and then in the fourth one he gets reincarnated I guess yeah and in the fifth one he's Comes the back. threat and in the sixth he's the threat and the seventh and seventh, seventh, yeah, seventh, seventh and the seventh <laughs> yeah seventh part yeah. two as well mm. like yeah I feel like it, 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 cool, cool, it, cool. it sticks out 
Yeah. Let's move on to episode 15, the game. I do not know which one, uh, who won, but I'm sure that Oliver, Oliver tried to win anyway, others or cheated. I think Oliver I'm sure cheated. You beat my ass. Oh yeah, that was you too. That's right. Why don't I remember that? Oh, no, 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 Oliver, you won. <laughs> Pretty sure. And, and, and Christian like got destroyed. I got absolutely. Destroyed. I think I got like. Yeah, one you didn't point. know anything about Mad Max. I remember because you haven't seen any films except Fury Road. Yeah, and that was like way back. <laughs> <laughs> Such a long time ago. <laughs> cool. Episode sixteen. There's something to talk about here. Argument. Should the MCU stop? Just very quickly. No. Do you think it should stop, Oliver? No. Why? Because uh, Feige has finally um, like uh, taken it back and said, like, okay, we proved to you all that we can do well on the Spider-Man movies. Now let's implement implement that after we got the train wrecks of Phase Four. And I think the Wakanda Forever was a great example of that. It's mm. it's a it's a comeback story right now, and we'll see with Ant-Man: Quantumania. But f- um, as a casual Marvel fan, speaking for of right like now, when you listen to this. Quantum Mania is probably already out. Yeah, it probably is. But uh, yeah, this is like we're recording this on the 9th, 9th. of February. Yeah, just for reference. Just, just want to say, I think Kevin Feige finally is taking his time with the movies, and I think that's a good idea. Mm. The trailer looks ass, though. For Ant-Man. I Sorry. agree. I think it looks so uninteresting. It's awful. the only thing I like about the trailer is the song choice. I Definitely, really, I really like the song, song choice. Yeah, Yellow Brick. Go by Yellow Brick. It has Elton John, but yeah. in like a like a more theatrical. Or yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very very it's dramatic. dramatic. It's very dramatic. Yeah, very cool. Christian, I will say should the, the MCU end stop. End. You know, like the end. The th- what do you, what the, do you, the when Kang is like. So what's it gonna be, Ant Man? I hope he gets small and gets up his ass. Crawls up, and crawls, yeah, yeah, yeah. recreates uh, the opening to the boys season three. <laughs> if, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Christian, should the MCU stop? No, but they should stop mass producing. Like I, I feel like they've been thro- throwing out so much garbage. I just could cannot care. And the fact that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse mm. of Madness has some continuity issues between having to watch WandaVision and yeah mm. having like it, it feels like I don't want f- going to the cinema to watch a series. film a, a fi- yeah a film series and a franchise that I really love I don't want to make have that feel like a chore and mm. Mm. the multiverse of madness just feels like a chore because you cannot fathom that Wanda is now a stone cold witch yeah. Whore. <laughs> 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 it's like, I was like, it's like when when he goes to her and asks her for help, and everything just turns red, and now she, oh, she it's hits you. Oh, she's mean. She's evil now. Okay, mm. why exactly? It, and, it, and it ruins everything. She spent so long being like, I don't want to be the villain, and I want to do good. And then she does the good, and way. now all of a sudden she's mad again. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, she just made a full three sixty. Mm. I um, I have a theory. A hope, which will probably will not happen. Um, I think they should try to do what Star Wars couldn't. I think they will have to try to make three sagas. This is part of one big saga. They'll make f- like phase one through three, five through uh, seven, and well, no, what the fuck am I talking about? Four through six, <laughs> and uh, and seven through nine, and then stop. Mm. I think they. Can, I really they think if they plan for like Infinity Saga, Multiverse Saga, and something else Saga, and then stop, do not do anything. Please just stop. I think if they do that, and if they in the end it'll be a primarily positive thing, 
both critically and commercially and so on, I think it'll probably be the biggest achievement in film history. Yeah, they have to stop it, it, at it's Secret Wars, yeah. give us some peace, and then come out with some D-listers. I yeah, and, uh, and develop I, them. I, I don't know what what will happen after. Let's say Infinity. I'm probably sure that the Kang is probably not gonna die in Quantumania, and he's probably gonna go on to you know all already from the title of Avengers. Although, we have Kang Din- Dynasty and yeah, uh, although yeah. there's like uh, Infinity Kangs, so it's like mm. exactly. But but I think I really hope. I think that I, I think that would be really cool. I, I think, think that will be also just to because part of the journey is the end. Mm. So to end it on a, on on when they've told the story, I think that will be really amazing, especially for Marvel, which is more or less notorious right now. That oh, it's getting tiresome already now. Mm. It's getting tiresome. We're done. Like people are falling off. There's a lot of it's still backwaters, but uh, but yeah. I think they could do what Star Wars also did with Rogue One. Like they could set a foundation and actually make something because Rogue One, in my opinion, is actually one of the best of the of the newer yeah. Star Wars films. Because I feel like they, they don't want to introduce any more. They introduce us to something that has already happened, that has been hinted at. Yeah. And then they show us the grand scale, like what is actually at stake here. Yeah. They show how like we could spoil I don't know why I say spoiler, spoiler because yeah, it is Yeah, spoiler warning because it's it's a bit of a spoiler. When we mention something, just be prepared. Be prepared. Um, they all die. <laughs> the under, uh, if I remember it right, all the main characters that we've been like that we've learned, mm, and, like, got die. to know, they all die in the end. Uh, but it's all for that like message mm-hmm. to reach Leia, which it does in the and yeah, the first one. It's mm. a small thing, but it's a big thing. Mm. Kind of like the end of our series. Yeah, well, yeah, there's, there's a story to be told, definitely. Yeah. So they can set a foundation without adding any more and without making it seem like a cash grab. And I feel like Marvel could really benefit from that. Instead of just adding more and more and more stuff to the universe, they could mm. start expanding on what they already have instead yeah. of making yeah. more. Episode 17. So I already pronounced in this episode, and probably already previously, that my favorite musical is Hamilton. We talked about Hamilton, me, uh, Sean, and Oliver. We did. But uh, guys, do you have just something very short to add to it? I'm just gonna say I'm gonna start. If you really wanna like uh, write something, like even salty stupid people thing, please watch it. It's a masterclass in keyword light motif. I'm not gonna say anything else than that, guys. Something. Right. Uh, Sorry, what Hamilton? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, what did you just say? Light motifs. Oh, in Hamilton. Yeah. You want to add that to the Hamilton talk? Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm repeating it. Basically. Okay. Well, yeah, they did great. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Was Nothing first? more to say. Yeah, yeah. Christian, I'm, something to add? Or I'm, I'm saying this for the third time now. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> it's good. Like it's, it's great. It's a good, it's a great musical. Cool, cool. Definitely. Very quickly. Okay, no problem. Um, episode eighteen is Disney the villain. Christian. Pass. <laughs> I actually, I, I is hmm? Disney the villain, or no. could they turn out to be? No. Not yeah. I was say not necessarily. I'll say. I'll say because I remember Oliver and Sean came up with more or less the same. They said no. And they don't think so, but they should probably start to to be more careful. They should try maybe lightly. at yeah. least they, they should, should consider it. Mm. I said, especially no. because they have been propaganda before. They can 
easily be corrupted and mm. now they're bigger than ever. So being corrupt once again could really ruin them. The second, and I mean the second I see one of the Disney princesses like ignore the the sexual nuenda that is around women a lot, uh, Disney needs to address that with a Disney princess. They really do. I, I get they did the whole independence, independence thing with the frog and the princess, but they also need to like clarify the whole Me Too thing because mm-hmm. I think it's more important than ever and they need to do something about it. Their new movie, Strange World, did something great uh, with the whole gay thing. They made it natural instead of a point and I think they that was a good thing because yeah. it needs to become more natural. Mm. The, we should be able to have the talk in the movies that's for the children so they can understand it more. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking more of like Disney as the corporation. I like, like, is it responsible that one entity has so much influence on pop culture? Absolutely not. I said, no, Disney's not the villain yet. Mm. I think they will become. I think it is, you know, uh, you know, the Dark Knight thing is uh, like, uh, what, what, uh, what is it? Um, uh, but in the end, I, th- I think, you know, uh, what was in the, the, the court from the Dark Knight? Uh, if you live long I enough to see uh, what what is it? <laughs> I was just about to, you're, I'm gonna make this pen disappear. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> you either you either die here or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I think this might be true for Disney. So yeah. I think they have to watch themselves, and I think it. Um, yeah, let's move on to episode 19, the future of filmmaking. It's gonna be heavy on the AR, VR, and the motherfucking sensory suits. I agree. Yes. Yeah. It's already a thing. I, it's, uh, it's not even the future. I really hope that it won't take over the, the creative and part and take away jobs even. It's probably gonna add to it. Um, yeah, but, but as long as it's art made well, I actually really don't care. As long as it's camera-based... Because, of course, let's say if you get into augmented reality, it's like, okay, are we moving into video game territory? Which is a different thing. But, but yeah, but it's also the thing with, like, they're getting close to, like, having us in the movies. Yeah, and some, then, and then some cinemas into video game territory. So most cinemas are kept alive by the movie studios, and people don't understand it, because why wouldn't you just, like, you, you can stream it at home for cheaper. And, and the point is being, like, the future of cinema most people believe is gonna be your it within the movie and you're gonna experience the movie so uh, the studios want to modify the cinemas in that way they're gonna make it so like smell it's already a thing like uh, smell pots is a thing so you can smell specific things they're gonna do that within the cinema so meanwhile you're watching a let's say western you get the smell of like hay and well, sand. I would love to watch Human Centipede then. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. New movie. The, 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 the re-release. <laughs> come, come the movie. Or the remake. They make it like a seven hour Oh remake. my lord. Like oh, all the one, like cool. three, four movies? Yeah. 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 So, but, but yeah, using our senses to immerse us. And I think that's a good thing. Mm, so because really like, the cinema like, is an experience and the streaming is a pleasure. So you wouldn't say, for example, that cinema and this is like a very it, old statement it's gonna suffer it's not visual storytelling no only. it's it's just gonna be storytelling now mm. hmm. but when does when, when then does it become video games 
when, when it's you, interactive. When you, yeah, exactly. When you yourself interact and make the story happen. So you make, okay. that's the thing. That's the thing about video games. You make your own story. Like in you do. At, at least most games, like games like Skyrim, Fallout, not like Counter Strike. You know, but let's it. say, for example, the last one, which is already scripted, basically. I say you experience the story, but you interact with the things within the story, which yeah. makes mm-hmm. it, which is also the. So you can still craft your a unique you, way. Yeah, you yeah. play your you, way. You, yeah, and you can yeah, also okay, interpret okay, okay. interpret things in your way. Yeah. Play it slow, play it fast, do whatever. Because in John Wick, he moves with the same speed. You cannot control how fast he goes yeah. mm. or how slow he goes. But in a video game, you can take your time. Cool. Exactly. Guys, that was 19 episodes. Oh boy, oh, oh boy. Oh my lord. And now here Please. we are. Let, uh, Oliver is an important man, so he has to go in the middle of the episode, dude. What's happening? Are you important now? I was always important. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so just very quickly, we will after this in the break, we will talk about subtlety of stupid, what that really means. But before we have some announcement to make, Oliver, would you like to present our new podcast? I will. Everyone, I'm proud to present the Oh Well podcast. <laughs> this is a whole new podcast where we just chill and talk to you guys. It's about our personal experiences. We might get a little dirty and we might get a little sweet you know um no <laughs> uh, it's mostly a comedic podcast mm. uh, a feel-good podcast and it's also us like getting to vent and um, just getting out with a bunch of funny stuff and making each other laugh so it's more of the you get our dynamic within the podcast and you get to join it by listening in cool yeah yeah. Also, want to say something, Christian? That our ARG idea we had in the beginning. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we should do it, man. I mean, I've already introduced you to my 16-page document with yeah. details and dates and people and plot. And I'm saying, let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, as a Come new feature, you. if you haven't seen on the Out of Frame website, we are now starting to do reviews. So please go in and uh, read some reviews, give us some feedback. I, th- I do believe we can comment. You can comment, right? You can both comment. It's, like uh, it's mostly me written, but uh, but the other guys will also be writing uh, reviews. We have our own own unique 1 to 12 ranking system. Yeah. That just to make it a bit more fun. So please go in there. We also have a Patreon. Isn't that right, Oliver? We do. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I I have been working on a Patreon for the Solitary Stupid People podcast, the Oh Well podcast, and now also Out of Frame Productions. I know what you're thinking. It's a lot, but it comes in so you can categorize it. You can support the show you want, and we can see how you support that, how you want us to support that, and you can even, in some of the instances, you can recommend ideas for us, chat with us, and just say your opinion. We want to hear from you guys. Um, so yeah, please, whatever show you're into that we make, please go support that, and we'll put more into it the more you guys enjoy the each of the shows. Cool. Uh, as of this recording, this is February 9th, as we already said, um, on March... Uh, first, I believe, right? We will be premiering a new film called Poker Plants. Po- <laughs> I don't know, remember Poker Night. Poker Night. I'm yeah. sorry, I was only yeah. It's the Hammond's directed film, just a very very short, cute film yeah. that we will be yeah, uh, we will be releasing at the time. Of course, you can. We are always evolving, so please, if you have we critiques, are. please say, and if you want to help support or if you want to be a part of the crew please uh, please write to us there's an uh, we just need, emails on. we just need to make some more adjustments we have some sound that we need we to have save. some sound that's probably basically the last thing so uh, mm-hmm. yeah stay tuned and uh, go into yeah. the out of frame 
podcast now, which now has two podcasts. We have Salty's for Stupid, which of course, yeah. big announcement again, we will make a second season. We will. We will. It will be coming out streaming in the summer, start summerish. Hopefully. Hopefully. We, we're not going to make any promises, no. but we're going to try to get you. Right now we're going to make another film and then we're going to focus on Orwell and then we're going to finish pre-production basically. By the on, way, congratulations on, on 200 TV. downloads to us. Did we have two da- 200? We had 200 downloads. No, nobody's listening to us. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 200 people. It's just 200 people. But uh, yeah, it's I think sadly now we have to say goodbye yep. to Oliver we for do. now. We will, Christian and I will return in yeah, like 10 seconds for you guys. But uh, yeah, Oliver, we'll see you next season. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Or you again. It's been fun. Oh, well. It's been really fun. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> Bye, Ollie. Bye. All right. Hello, everyone. Once again, I'm back. That's been a 20-minute interval. Well, they don't know that. <laughs> I mean, we we never left. <laughs> so, uh, so just uh, we we thought Oliver was an important man, but he's not that important anyway. I am important. <laughs> Fuck you. They're just late. Um, Now we are finally gonna discuss what the subtlety is for stupid people mean. And it's uh, when Oliver might yeah. leave in a moment because a we, we don't know when he's getting picked up. Just run. So, <laughs> Oliver, do you have? Can you explain? Yeah. What yeah, yeah, yeah. subtlety for stupid people? The phrase means to you. Subtlety for is for stupid people means when you do something story-wise or uh, visually or sound-wise that. Uh, complements the story or continues the story or tells the audience something without spelling it out for them. So Literally, uh, right. Literally. Mm. So I think a r- real good example of this is uh, the a- Agatha Christie book adaptation, the movies. Um, there's a lot of... I haven't seen it. There's a lot of whodunit movies around there. You know the classic murder mysteries. Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen murder on, on the Nile. And, and, and usually, usually, like, the audience gets a whiff of who the killer is through social interactions and how the plot continues through the social interactions hmm. and they start to get along. That's so, like, through acting people. and... Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, uh, just like in The Aviator, how his OCD, like, constantly has a rise as the same as the rest of his life. Um, and then slowly his life starts to become overcapped for him, so he can't do both. And the OCD takes over, and you start to see that in small ways, in his subtle movements, his clothes, his way of acting with the other actors in the Aviator movie. I think that's a real good example of subtleties for stupid people. But Christian, before we started, uh, at the very beginning, you also came with a bunch of good examples of examples of this could you could you take us through that something for stupid people christian yeah so please indulge us all right tell us all right please. ladies all right. and gentlemen all right all right <laughs> so i feel like it's kind of the same way as oliver does with the whole subtleties for stupid people thing we agree yeah because we, we agree on a lot of things yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm tall white guys i'm all right hey yo 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 is yo, it yo. wrong no need to bring do you do you both hype. have blue eyes Fuck yeah. Oh, oh yeah, my we do. Lord. Oh my. Oh boy. Oh boy. Just because we're hot, okay? <laughs> And I'm not. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with, with Oliver, but instead of storytelling, I feel like it, it just in general, it contributes to a growth or a linear 
like growth. Let's just, just storytelling or character bo- wise, both or? in mm-hmm. cinematography, mm-hmm. the audio, audio wise, character wise, story wise, everything. I feel mm, like the subtlety yeah. can contribute in many ways, uh, which it does in like Oliver mentioned me mentioning um, <laughs> in, her, in 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 the film Hereditary. Oh yeah, which is a really really awesome horror film. Um, it starts with like a a dollhouse. The entire scenery of the film is as it as of it is is as of it is in a dollhouse. It takes yeah. place in a dollhouse, and it perfectly it's it's like perfectly executed indirect storytelling because mm-hmm. the the main character is the son and the mom makes dioramas of her own and the dioramas are a way of showing that the mom wants control mm. but in a way they are inside of a diorama yeah. themselves they are under some this higher like power inception like shit Kind of Inception, yeah, but the, the thing is, the thing is, the her, the Hereditary. I'm sorry, spoiler, spoilers again. Hereditary mm-hmm. ends up being a uh, cult um, film, like the whole cult thing. In the yeah. end, it's but like that a, makes a, sense a, with the control thing. Exactly, because the cult controls the family. They control mm-hmm. what's going to happen. They control what happens throughout the entire film, mm. and we never really notice, but we get the idea yeah, through yeah. the subtlety. Through the subtlety, and, and, so well said. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it, the, the thing is that the the mom eventually loses control. There's a scene where she destroys her entire, like, she basically makes dioramas for a living. Mm. Um, and then she destroys every single one of them that she's oh, made for like the, the little, little... Once again, subtlety, because then she's destroying the control. She's destroying the control. She, it's her way of showing that she loses control, which is also a subtle way of ca- building character, building mm-hmm. the world that w- of which this film takes place in. Yeah. Which I think is great. That's dope. Cool. And, yeah. And also in Fight Club. I Fight yeah, Club is a, a perfect example. Fight Club is a very it's, it's very That very, is very subtle. It's very subtle. It's very subtle. We've actually talked about this before. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which is a thing I hope that we're going to talk about in a f- future episode in the second season. Oh, we will. Yeah. The the fact that the rewatchability of Fight Club is so immense that the first time you watch it, you're going you're going in blind. You have no if you have no clue, it's Spoiler one of the, alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. It's one of the great. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say much. Uh, actually, I can't. I cannot. I can't not say yeah, you anything. Have to. Yeah. So basically, the whole point of Fight Club. Spoiler. Spoiler alert again. Uh, it's about a character called Tyler Durden, and mm-hmm. Tyler Durden is the main character as well as the main character is Tyler Durden. They're like they both coexist. The first Next thing in, we get to know is like he's sleep deprived and he says he doesn't feel like himself. Exactly. And that is another subtle yeah. subtleties for stupid people again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, throughout the film, before we get introduced to Tyler Durden, which is around like twenty minutes in, True. we see singular frames, like a single frame of Tyler Durden, uh, who is portrayed by mm. Brad, Brad, Pitt. Brad Pitt, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and like we we see like a single frame of him. We do. Which is also a subtle way of having a sort of. I feel like it's such of a like a kind of a POV, even mm. though it's not seen from the point of view of the main character that is unnamed. But we're definitely yeah. inside his head. We're inside his head, even we though we're not it. seeing it from his perspective. We're like in liter- his literally, mind. we're yeah. seeing it from his perspective. Mm. Because as an, as an audience, you notice it, but it's not spelled out for you. Exactly. Yeah. All right, I but, gotta uh, go now. Sadly, Oliver has to go. La- go. One last uh, thing for the last season. Say you next season, man. <laughs> so what I'm gonna say is Christian got this. I talked with him before the show and he knows his shit, especially about subtleties for stupid people. I'll see so. you next season. 
I love you all. Bye. Goodbye, oh, Oliver. As Oliver. Oh boy, he's shouting. <laughs> Brothers in arms, I will forever miss you all. <laughs> so, okay. I would just like to say that uh, I'm going to be a bit of a dickhead now. Oh boy. I came up with the phrase subtleties for stupid people as a joke. Like, way, way back. Are we like, f- like three, four? You don't even remember. What, what no, you? because you, I ju- want, you just came in. I just came along. And yeah. I, that means I've had, we, we recorded what these last episodes were. I was in what, which one was the first one? That you were in? Yeah, the 14th. That was like the 14, episode 14, 12 or 13, the, exactly. the fantasy ones. Exactly. And that is not too far, not too long ago. That we recorded them, which mean which gives me less time mm. than the rest of you to figure <laughs> out what subtleties for stupid people means. Basically, to you guys. Yeah, basically, it's thing that that I came up with just myself because when, I, as I will come with exams, like when when a filmmaker makes a storytelling beat or tells something, as Oliver and Christian already have have said, like not through literal text. So not with, of course, dialogue or literal text on screen in movies, for example. So that'll be of often with music cues, with camera movement, with even maybe even costume or makeup and so on. Um, or just, yeah, general storytelling, maybe with the same camera movement. One thing, uh, my first point, I have a few. Um, subtleties for stupid people. Okay, let's try to explain it. Subtleties for stupid people, let's say it literally. That subtleties for stupid people means that subtlety is dumb. For, for stupid it's people. It's for stupid people. <laughs> which means, of course, you're not stupid, so don't do it. So that means, you know, make films in this regard. Make it as literal as possible. Don't be subtle in your storytelling, which we don't agree with. Of course, there are moments for to do that. Definitely. Please don't, not only do subtlety. Yeah, that's right. Because Oliver made an example of this. Before we started recording, as in the new Suicide Squad, uh, not the new, like it, it's new, but it, the newer one. Because yeah, the, the, the James Gunn one. Yeah, the James Gunn one. They have a literal text saying, mm. like, later, later, now, operation, now, Harley meanwhile, Quinn, whatever. Meanwhile. Exactly. That's that's the extreme form of the literal form. Mm. Which, which can be, t- which, which is again, satire it, at its finest. Days. It is satire, but, but I think it's a great part of the film. It's very fun and it's very cute. And I think it works, but then we have the probably the the, the real, most real meaning. You can uh, can you, you you can also not be subtle. That's that's great, and it has its purpose. But again, subtle storytelling. If you do it a lot, you will have these small small beats throughout your your story or your film. Um, uh, you could you could say that light motifs is another form of subtleties to people things. You know, telling a story throughout and having a light motif, for example, wait for it in Hamilton, it will evolve throughout the use from it. So, for example, in Star Wars, I have I have three points from Star Wars. My first one is from Attack of the Clones. We all know, spoiler alert, if you somehow <laughs> don't know what the fuck Star Wars is about. We have the Chancellor. He's a, he's a bad dude in the end, but no one knows. And uh, he's slowly getting more power. And uh, he becomes the Chancellor, basically the, the president of the whole galaxy, more or less. And, uh, and then he gets, in, in, he gets his hands on a re- Grand Republic army. And if anyone knows the design of the, of the clone 
the clones, which uh, which they get, and the stormtroopers, is this design is very similar. And there's a moment where the 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 chancellor, um, the chancellor, what's it called, Chancellor Palpatine, the Palpatine, yeah, 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 he he's overseeing all the troops getting on to um, what's it called, um, Venators, it's called in the show, B- spaceships, shortly. They play the Imperial March because that is basically when the Republic has lost. Subtleties for stupid people moment being the Republic is gone now. It might exist in name, it might exist in in a formality, but it it is at the point of no return. It is now on a downward downward spiral. The Clone Wars Wars have officially begun, and when the Clone Wars ends, the Republic will die. Another great moment from Star Wars is at the the episode 3, the fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin, which you already know, I already told you about this. Exactly. Uh, it's very, very great. It's, we also have some more visual storytelling um, now and uh, and also some sound design. Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin, they start, end up fighting. These two best friends having a, a great conflict, mostly about love. And they also have a love for each other and, of course, a lot of love and respect. There's a moment where they fight on the, this lava planet or not, this pipe or platform, more or less. There's a lot of lava and basically an active volcano. Very, very, very iconic. Yeah, going on in, in the background. And there's a moment where they clash. They grab each other's fists or each other's sabers. And at the exact same moment, the music crescendos and an explosion of lava and fire happens right after them. Again, just furthering the story of this is a conflict and not only is it a conflict it's a dramatic conflict and so on and so on it, um, it doesn't it really encapsulates that this is the highlight of the yeah of the entire film maybe yeah of all of episode three that is that it, it is all leads to this fight yeah and maybe even that moment like not not this moment but this moment like fight wise or conflict wise this mm-hmm. is the peak of the conflict like this yeah, is sad like, this is conflict this is yeah, because Messy. The, the third episode has like all these plots, right? Like it's multiple very plots. Plot it's, heavy. Like, it's very political. Mm. Um, the whole the whole sequel trilogy, uh, no, the prequel trilogy is, um, and they get a lot of hate for it, which I kind of get. But the more that I appreciate it, more that I watch Clone Wars, actually, I I appreciate it more. Um, I forgot the third point about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, whatever. I have another point from let's say. Um, What's it called? Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. There is a moment in season, the end of season two, I believe, where um, spoiler alert: Asula, a villain, has infil- infiltrated the the Earth Kingdom as a as a as a spy, and then Katara, one of the 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 main characters, she comes in to warn because she thinks she suspects that they are under attack or they are about to be the victim of a coup d'état. And then uh, she gets taken down by the actual villains, by Asura or her uh, her henchmen or whatever. And then she gets knocked down. She's like frozen or, or inca- in- in- incapacitated. And then, of course, she's a waterbender. And then she also has a, like a, a sheath, a, a flask with her with water in it, so she can always she has a weapon, something to bend with. Mm. And then she gets knocked down. You know what I'm talking about, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a moment. There's a shot like a like a high angle bird of view shot of her with the pool of water, 
again, the subtlety of a supermobile being, it's an analogy for blood. Her being taken down, her being hurt, and 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 then uh, in the end that we don't know at the end, but we learn in the next scene that she's been kidnapped. Basically, it's a hurt. It's it's a strike against the the our protagonists. So they are now bleeding, again, because subtleties for stupid people. <laughs> um, I think that's the first. There are many, many, many more. Mostly music wise, actually, you you can find. But whenever you think of something also phallic, um, there are often phallic symbols. That's a subtlety for stupid people moment as well. Mm. If uh, I think in the, in the social network, when Mark Zuckerberg is holding a sandwich and when he holds it like upwards because he's excited, he's ready to do this job. And then when he ho- holds it horizontally, he's not that into, the, into it. He's not, he's a bit disappointed even. Again, very basic, very phallic, but still, it's another level of storytelling, basically. Um, yeah. Do you have something to add, Christian? Not necessarily. I feel like... Oh, you wait. I do re- recall you mentioning something about Baby Driver, right? His The fact yeah. that his clothes change... Exactly. Showing, to do with showing the, growth. Exactly, work. exactly. Something to do with costume. So, for example, in the start of... Of uh, Baby Driver, if I'm is is a over a year that, that I've seen this. Same, it's been a yeah. while. <laughs> but if I'm not incorrect, the it's very blunt, very basic way of using it. But it still is it works, and you don't and it makes sense within the characters. So all the characters are color coded. So for example, we have Bat, he's red. We have uh, Goody, I believe he's he's he's. We have not the 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 uh, the twist villain. He's blue. His wife, he's she's purple pink. We have um, um, what's his name? Kevin Spacey. He's green. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah. Contract and then we have our, our protagonist, baby. He's black and white because his conflict is he's a good dude. He's neutral in this mm. sense. Of yeah, he's a good dude doing crime, doing evil, basically. So he has a white shirt on with a black vest. Very, very like you know, neutral. Good, good versus evil. Mm. So in the end, he's like filled with goodness. He's a good person, but he has black vest symbolizing certain stupid people. The crime, the evil that is that is around him ish. And the more and more we get on, we he loses then at one moment his his black vest, but then he gets blood on his shirt. And I think he actually ends up with a gray shirt with blood on it. Again, telling the story through his costume, which again is a it's a subtlety for stupid moment, subtlety for stupid people moment. Um, another great thing uh, about costume is ready or not the bride. Have you seen that the bride horror? This girl, yeah, that when she has to like she wants to marry the guy and then he has yeah. to like surprise, surprise, survive, some, yeah, survive like a hide, hide and seek and have to kill mm, her. Mm, mm. Her costume evolves out of that and it ends up like being this very. She's a very pretty, beautiful bride. She's so pretty, and then she ends up ends up like being. Covered in dirt and blood. Yeah, that's she She's like lost one finger, I believe. Again, that's very that just makes sense plot-wise, but again, story-wise, again, that makes sense that not only has her character been through basically shit and blood, herself have been through shit and blood, which again tells the story. So subtleties for stupid people in the end, it's not a new concept. It's just a fun phrase we came up with, and and it's something we very often say when we watch a film together, and we were like, oh, 
there's another layer there. And then we also say together, subtlety is for stupid people. And we need to harmonize that at some point. Yeah, we, we should. <laughs> we, <definitely laughs> we really should. should. We really should. <laughs> so again, that was, that was a very long, lengthy explanation. If you have another thing about subtlety for stupid people or a moment, please, please. Yeah, or maybe, maybe even your own interpretation you, you know, of the phrase. Interp- please do. It, it's not... Yeah, I will say, yeah, yeah. I, I coined the phrase, but again, we're three different guys and we talk about basically about the same thing, but we still have slightly different versions and you might also have that. So please comment down below if you have something, uh, another moment of the same, of, of something that we categorized or described or maybe something entirely new. Please do. We, we always love, you know, quote-unquote, better and more quality storytelling. Mm. That's always intriguing. That's a great prioritization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was the end. It's pretty long. How long did we record for now? Holy shit. We're at a minute 35, but... A minute, s- you mean, you know, one hour? Oh, sorry, an hour 35. <laughs> oh, boy. One minute 35. I have slept like five hours. Don't... don't. <laughs> get, get off my dick. <laughs> Cool. How was how was the drink? We didn't even ask Oliver to that. It was pretty good. It was. I'm. I'm. It was really good. When I tasted it, like first, like firsthand, I was like, I'm so happy that I didn't get overwhelmed because I feel like with a bunch of other like. Yeah, this is a bubbly drink. It's it's exactly. it's cava. If you don't know, it's basically champagne but a bit drier. Yeah, exactly. I feel like mo- most of the time when I've had champagne, I've been so overwhelmed mm. by like a whole bunch of flavors and the bubbles and everything. It's just like it it hits you. Get so overwhelmed. This was very nice. Mm. I'm, I'm happy it was that dry because it makes you focus more on yeah. like the, the, the taste it's, that actually is there. It's easy to drink, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think also like I, I, I've had like three, four glasses now. You've had like two. Yeah, two and two and a half maybe. I'll say I'm, I'm not drunk, but I shouldn't drive. I probably shouldn't either. And you're going to drive? You should wait. This wait. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna do a funny thing where I said no, and then I would nod to you because like the <laughs> listeners wouldn't. But, but I'm, I'm simply so tired that I, my, I, my mind couldn't comprehend the fact that two I was, things that once. I was gonna do so, say something, but do the exact opposite. <laughs> That's so stupid. Again, please go listen. Be, be, stay tuned for in uh, in for a few future, months future projects the, and uh, for the second season of Saldies with two people. Our main. Um, podcast but again we will be doing more of the old world just a very chill just just us talking basically talking about nothing and everything and, and a little bit of everything in all of the time <laughs> hashtag Bo Burnham <laughs> so uh, of course you know please wear a condom as Oliver always says drive the speed and wear seatbelt and drink water and subtleties for stupid people, stupid people.